All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Podcast. This is the Spirit Works Show, and I am Jason, and we have Angel from Angel at Angel on the eighth day, excuse me, <laughs> on on the line. There we go again with <laughs> on the line. See, now now I'm just going to make a joke out of that. Like you're like caller, caller is on the line. <laughs> at any rate, we're on Zoom. So, you know, nobody's on any lines. We're on the computer. So, but you are there, right? <laughs> yes, I am here. And that's the, and that's the important thing that you are there. <laughs> How are you today, by the way? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. So, uh, today we are going to talk about a mediumship, and we're looking at we're going to go in many different directions as we always do, but we're going to kind of start in. Um, in this moving in the direction of this sort of basics of the idea of mediumship. We're looking at this book. I, we talked about this before. I think we mentioned it a few yeah. episodes ago, right? Even um, I think maybe, didn't we mention it last episode? Oh yeah, actually you talked about it at the end of the show last time. Yeah, so this one, this book's called Mediumship Mastery, The Ultimate Guide. Uh, Stephen or Stefan, I'm not sure how he pronounces it. Uh, a Herman, H-E-R-M-A-N-N. And this is a great, uh, concise books, uh, the spiritualist view of of mediumship. Uh, so it's kind of the old school uh, version of mediumship that comes out of England and the United States. Um, and it's you know it's it's got a lot of great information, a lot of uh, wonderful little exercises and so on. So we're just going to talk about some of the some of the basic ideas in the first chapter, and then we're going to talk about um some of the things that angel has on his mind uh, including past life regression we're going to go a bit into that and some of his experiences with that and uh, i've got a we'll see if it fits but i have a an angel story not you but an angel, angel <laughs> uh, of my own that may or may not work itself into the episode uh, otherwise i'll come you up should with just make it work you should just i'll try to fit, fit it in. somewhere yeah <laughs> We'll try to we'll try to fit it in there. All right. Yeah. So I'm sort of variety. I'm maybe people are like bored of my kooky stories and I, it's like your turn. Well, my stories aren't aren't as aren't, aren't as entertaining, but uh, <laughs> I will but I will try to share some info. So all right. So the first thing we're gonna do, uh, if this is cool with you, is just kind of look at this uh, the beginning of this chapter and a couple of these ideas, just so we can kind of lay out some of these basic ideas. Um, before we got on, we had an interesting talk about the difference between uh, psychic phenomena, sort of clairvoyance, and these kinds of ideas, uh, and mediumship. And he actually points out that uh, there's a difference between the two. And some people may not really think about it. It's kind of subtle because you know you're receiving information from a non-physical source, basically in both cases. Um, but there's a bit of a distinction, at least in terms of the way uh, spiritualists and spiritists um who who you know who kind of formulated this idea of mediumship believe so i'm just going to read this quick little passage that he wrote on this is on page three of his book it says he says while a medium is always psychic a psychic is not necessarily a medium uh, the difference being the source of the information mediumistic information is conveyed by living personalities in the spirit world and psychic information is obtained from the energy fields or auras of those living in the physical or the energetic atmosphere of a physical location or material object. So it seems like the difference there, you know, correct me if you feel differently, um, is that, you know, the psychic experiences are more based in 
our experience on the earth and then those the you know the energetic fields of people and things and places and so forth that are kind of grounded in this material earth realm that we live in whereas the medium the medium received information is from the spirit world and is coming to us from the spirit world so it's as if there's like two different worlds talking whereas like you know, almost look at it like, okay, here's, you know, I'm in Los Angeles, I'm talking to someone in Los Angeles, if I'm a psychic, and if I'm a medium, I'm, you know, talking to someone in Russia or something, you know, it's like, there's a, it feels like there's a distance involved. Um, but again, though, you know, you could argue that, you know, there's a multiverse going on, and all these different realms are interpenetrating each other, and, you know, what is time, and then we could get into all these crazy philosophical ideas, but, um, but that's an interesting thing, and so let me also uh point this out and then i want to let you speak but he also says he, he talks about uh, the definition of a medium and i don't think we've even we've covered that uh, yet i don't think so no so this is from the national spiritualist association uh and they define a medium as as quote unquote one whose organism is sensitive to vibrations from the spiritual world and through whose instrumentality intelligences in that world are able to convey messages and produce the phenomenon, the phenomena of spiritualism. And that being the, you know, the speaking to spirits and then conveying that information to people in this world, basically. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. What do you, what do you, I mean, what do you make of all that? I don't, you know. Well, it's, it's definitely different. I don't, I don't know if I've, um, if I've had like that information before or had that, you know, read this anywhere else. Um, because he also says that mediumship within itself is not spiritual, which that part is yeah. the tricky part, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So spirituality would be the other, which is then psychic, clairvoyance, uh, healing, right? Any Anything visual, visual, audio, sensory, that kind of stuff. I, I think I think another distinction he's making also, and I think he could be saying that. I think another distinction he was making too is that um, the one interesting thing that I really latched onto was this idea that psychics and mediums and anyone who has any kind of psychic abilities is not necessarily is not necessarily an advanced spiritual person. I think is is right. one idea. Uh, and, and it doesn't mean they don't have advanced sort of spiritual, quote unquote, type powers. I think what he's talking about is they may not be, you know, any more moral or ethical or sort of connected to the source or, you know, good and benevolent towards other people and so forth. You know, the ideas of, you know, kind of way we would say someone's, oh, he's a spiritual person or she's a spiritual person. You know, yeah. where, where they're like, a, a we're, we're making that synonymous with the word good in essence or. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I think that's another distinction that he's making there, you know. And Which is, doesn't really go. That. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It doesn't really go against anything that we've been kind of, I don't know, formulating ourselves, like not formulating, but, you know, I think we're in agreement with that and everything that we've discussed before. Um, I mean, sometimes we throw in TikTok in there, but everything that we've discussed before um is that you know that just because yeah. you're receiving information doesn't necessarily mean that it's good information or high level or high frequency information 
Um, and then sometimes people just are not receiving any information or claiming to receive information um, or have uh, the ability. So what I believe what he's stating is that everyone has these abilities. It's how you um, how you develop them is one thing and how you use them is another. Wow, that's a great distinction. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I also think, I mean, he hasn't necessarily gotten into this yet because we just started at the beginning of this, but I imagine he's probably going to talk about, you know, how to develop uh, spiritual faculties as well so that you can use your, you know, the gifts that you're you're unfolding uh, in a positive way, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because so. I think the the very first page, um, right, I'll just kind of read it. It says yeah. it is a mistake to think that by cultivating cultivating clairvoyance or the ability to see personalities in the spirit world that one is spiritually advanced or developed. Spirituality is about our relationship with God and developing ourselves as individuals. Mediumship within itself may be used for high or low purposes. The motivation of the medium may be either completely selfish or spiritually altruistic. Uh, development of mystic powers should never be an end unto itself. What matters is how one's mediumship is used. I like that, I think. That's, yeah, that's pretty deep. I like that a lot. I, I was getting this kind of image when you, when you were reading that of like, you know, someone that's sort of a natural psychic or even a natural medium that gets information. And then maybe they would use, like, for example, you know, some people would use that information to help others and to heal and to, you know, share, you know, great spiritual messages and, you know, start nonprofits and, you know, do positive things, right? And other people yeah. could use the information that they get to, you know, just to maybe line their pockets with money or, you know, maybe do, you know, get back at their enemies or, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like the, what you use the information, but I think it's, you know, it's no different than kind of like the regular material world is like, you know, if we have gifts, for example, in, in like just in making money, if maybe we're a really, you know, good entrepreneur or something, we've got gifts in that area, you make a ton of money. I mean, you can, what you do with that money, you know, the money is, 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 is neutral, right? The money is neutral. Yeah. What you do with the money and how you, and your intentions towards other people and, the environment and you know your social uh, networks that you're involved with and the, you know your culture and community and so on how you how you you know either help or hinder them and you know you know what i mean that that's really where the spiritual part of it comes into play and it sounds like what he what he might be saying is like it's no different in the in the non-material world or in the spirit world there's there's good folks and and bad folks the other thing that was interesting um, is that idea where he talks about um, the law of attraction and like attracting like, um, you know, what, what did you get from that? The, oh, what, it, uh, that you kind of see or, um, or attract the spirits that, that, that are similar to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, in therapy, we, what is that thing? Or like you get the client that you need. There you go. Um, so maybe sometimes there's something within that, um, that law of attraction that you're, you yourself need to work through, um, mm -hmm. which is interesting because I don't know if I, 
I think that that would be like the, the positive side of it. Then you could have like, 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 let's go dark with it a little bit for a second. Then if, you know, if someone's got these shadow elements in themselves, they don't recognize, they could certainly attract to themselves like power hungry spirits that, you know, gave them information, you know, tell they, oh, you need to try to take over the world or you need to right. <laughs> go out and, you know, blow this up or, you know what I mean? And those, yeah. you know, those kinds of things can definitely occur. So that's where it's like, you've got to be really discerning and really make sure you're attracting the kind of um, energy and entities and beings and people in the world as well. Because it, you know, that takes place on a material level as well. We attract to, uh, to ourselves those kinds of people, um, you know, that we're, you know, we're projecting an energy and we're drawing people to us like ourselves, right? Yes. So same, same thing in the spirit world, which is interesting. And again, it gets back to that idea of working on your own spiritual development. Um, you know, and I think that's an important thing that sometimes people forget, right? And you talked a little bit about TikTok, <laughs> you know, and don't, don't you think maybe some of those people, although, you know, I think they go into it well-meaning, maybe, uh, maybe they haven't done the work. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, though. Some Not of them, all of them. Not There's, all of them. That's yeah. the thing not all I of mean, them. that i still keep <laughs> laughing at that video that i sent you where everything really? is like hello my loves yes my loves and it's like oh of course this is like you know they do like these rapid fire uh psychic readings yeah where you know am i going to uh you know uh, am I going to stay with this person that I've been with but is cheating on me or are they cheating and then it's like oh well my love you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you might go, it, and it's very generic and like vomity. Uh, <laughs> like, um, you, you might, you know, have, yes, yes, I see the struggles. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, after the struggles, I think that you'll be good and everything will be great. And this is the person that's meant for you for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's like, what if that person is in an abusive relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And you just said, stay there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is the value I've noticed, like, of, of you know genuine you know how should i say this um people that are genuinely skilled and are moving in the right direction when they're teaching people about clairvoyance about psychic abilities about mediumship about any of these spiritual tools and gifts you know they they always say you know don't be afraid to ask questions don't just jump out there with your intuitions but ask questions and verify things and make sure you know that the information you're giving out is solid you know and it wouldn't be inappropriate to ask well you know is there any kind of abuse in this situation or what's going on or you know what i mean right. yeah. and get and get a, go a little bit deeper and not necessarily have to rely on a on a spiritual reading, just like, you know, ask a few lines of, hey, what's going on in this material world to kind of verify that you're giving out information that aligns with what they need. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. My, oh, that's interesting. What'd you say? So sometimes um, I've had, I've had people where I just say it. <laughs> I just kind of like blurt it out loud and then they will, uh, they will verify the information when I just learn it you know like this is what i see um that's happening and then they will say yes or no um i have once i had someone who um um it was a tricky situation because it was um it was kind of like a legal thing okay there was like some uh, sexual misconduct okay 
that happened. And then the person that I was speaking to had a, a responsibility in it. And as this is where you have to kind of like, you know, uh, the wearing the multiple hats things kind of gets tricky yeah, because right? I have to separate myself, you know, and obviously I would never victim blame, but you have to separate yourself and then just see what you see. And what you see sometimes is not necessarily what is congruent to your thought process or your <laughs> belief system. Um, because I would never, you know, think of having somebody in like a therapy session and then saying, so what was your responsibility in this? You know, mm-hmm. per se. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I sensed it. I sensed that there was something that this person was not being completely honest with me. And I painted the, I, I drew out this, like all of the images that I saw and I, you know, I described them and I said this, and then I, I said something in a certain phrase. Um, and, and then that's when I saw their reaction. They kind of like sat back and go, oh, you could see that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I, I was very gentle about it, you know, yeah. I was, I was yeah. very cautious. Um, but then they were like, oh, and then it was, I don't know, the, the, the energy shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I think, yeah, sometimes also just, you can just, I guess, say things that you see. Yeah. And see if the, or, you know, wait for a response. Yeah, that's, that, that makes sense too. Exactly. And I think just sometimes I think I, and look in that situation, I mean, where it's like this rapid fire thing online and stuff, oh, obviously it's, yes. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, but, but the point is, I think sometimes um, a lot of these, these folks get carried away with their own kind of idea about what they want to tell the client and they're, then they kind of stop listening and they're not necessarily, you know, kind of having a give and take it's just like here's my soliloquy on what i think you need to do and i'm not open to (laughs) to any clarifications you know what i mean yeah i think that and then i asked a question (laughs) i asked these two particular individuals a question because i was like i want to see if they answer me and i kept asking the question over and over and over until they finally like paid attention to me Mm -hmm. and they're like yes of course you're going to marry that person i'm like that person doesn't even exist. <laughs> I just made yeah. them up. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing. So it's, it's, you know, what can you do? And that, that, but that's where it's like, you know, we do talk about that quite a bit on this, on this show. And we have in the past about, you know, using your own kind of awareness and using your own abilities to sort of sniff out and kind of feel out whether or not, you know, you really want to trust the information that's being given to you. And that's, that's part of using your own, your own, you know, psychic abilities and your own intuition and so forth. And I think that's, that's important too. It's like, yes, you know, go and work with other people that are skilled and, you know, have a track record at really being great and, you know, and all of that. But, um, but then, you know, make sure you're using your sort of logical mind and your discernment to make sure that it's kind of resonating with you. And then, you know, then your intuitional heart mind to make sure it feels good to you. And, you know, and all of that as well. I think people get in trouble when they, they follow blindly and it's the same kind you know, like people get caught up in these, you know, these dangerous cults and things like that, because they just are not listening. Something's telling them, well, something's not right here, but your need to be told what to do or yeah. told how yeah. to do it or yeah. a need, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
it overrides your own your own sort of knowing within yeah so that's that's go sorry (laughs) i think it's a combination of fear and this unquenchable curiosity or uh kind of like succumbing to someone who um who has this like grand power over you it but that's I think that's the part that I really like about what um again I don't know if it's Stephen or Stefan um what he uh what he's saying is that like we all have these abilities and you know you and I have said this as well but I think that's like I I feel like it's a universal belief now um sometimes people play it down like oh we all have these abilities but some of them are like stronger than others i'm like yeah that's kind of how it is with like a lot of things but you don't have to like succumb to somebody like they don't hold power over your life you know yeah Um, and they shouldn't and if they if they um i was talking about this earlier if they come across that way or if you need them to be that way then we need to talk about something else. (laughs) Yeah, Like there's something else happening here that, um, because then it just doesn't become spiritual. It doesn't become a spiritual um, relationship. A spiritual relationship is intimate, you know? Yeah. Um, And and I don't want to say delicate, but it can be just because, um, I don't know, you have to like, it, it's not something that you just kind of, uh, and I know, again, I'm guilty for this sometimes, but it's not always something that like you blurt out or that you hold power over someone for. That is, I feel disgusting. Like you shouldn't really hold power over someone's um, soul or spirit or their energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so going up to having some sort of like uh, sadomasochist relationship with uh, your spiritual guide on you know like a physical living and maybe even non-physical but um having having the you know succumbing to this power like oh you know you know more than me or you're more powerful than me or I have to like wait on whatever you say that is going to dictate how I live my life I don't think that that's how it's supposed to work no there's something else that you're needing there's something else that you're searching for but it doesn't seem spiritual you know if you're if you're just re- ready to relinquish your your life and your spirituality or your energy to somebody that's going to say yes this is what you need to do that's that sounds more like um that sounds more like a sponsor you know mm. or like um big brother type thing where you you just need to somebody to tell you kind of like how to how to conduct your life yeah you're looking for like the security of that like you know that father or mother figure or whatever that you maybe didn't get when you're growing up or something it's like more of a psychological issue almost i would think so i mean and they're they're probably connected yeah i don't know if finding that um that relationship i've i've had a few people that i was like learning under and um if it got to that point then i was like "Uh." we're gonna either life itself just kind of changes things yeah more than often than not that's how it it just went like people would disappear or move or something would happen that would change the dynamic Mm -hmm. but once it gets to that level then something happens and says okay we got to move on to the next you know 
Yeah. And I feel like that's like your higher self looking out for you and making sure that you're continuing to develop because it's like, you know, when we give ourselves over to someone else and we stop making our own decisions and, you know, we look to them for every decision or every sort of every question that we have, we have to ask them what they would do. And, you know, it, it takes away our, our ability to make those decisions. Like, you know, and, and you have to think, I like these, these psychic abilities, mental abilities, even just like general day-to-day emotional abilities. It's, you know, these are, it's like lifting weights, you know, yeah. you, you've got to, you, no one else can lift weights for you. No one else can make those decisions for you, do that work, that in, inner work for you. They can help you. They can point the way. And there's certainly gurus and teachers that can, you know, impart uh, you know, spiritual knowledge to you through non-physical means and so on. But, you know, that, you know, you have to be ready for that. You have to have done the work and be at the point where they can kind of push you over the edge. Yeah. You know, and that's a different thing than like, oh, I'm going to take a free ride on this person and sign up for all their courses and I'm going to do this and that. And, you know, and a, and a lot of times these, you know, a lot of these, unfortunately, these spiritual folks, you know, there's, certifications and courses and special one-on-one things and you know it costs this much to do this and you've got to do the level four certification before you're allowed to do this or that and you know it's one of these things where it's like there's always something between you and you know your own spirit and your own guides that you know kind of is sort of preventing you from trusting yourself because you just need one more certification or one more level or i'm not at i'm not at the purple purple you know aura field yet or something you know what i mean it's like and that kind of stuff i think you know it can become very and i'm not against systems i'm all about them i love systems and i love systematic things where you can work through them and there's levels and all that but and just be careful when you know when it seems like someone's trying to take your free will away from you or yeah. they're trying you know they're not respecting your choices and your needs your own intuitions and, you know, constantly trying to sell you the next thing. Cause I think that happens a lot in this new age world, unfortunately. Yes. So, and, you know, just, you know, and I, I think most of our listeners probably have, have seen or heard stories of people who have gotten caught up in that sort of stuff. And, you know, uh, there's <laughs> a guy online that you just reminded me of. I don't know his name, uh, but he, it's like the same the same kind of like 12 steps or however many steps and follow this. And it's like just regurgitated information. And then like the next one is like the same thing. And I'm like, didn't you just pitch this to me in like a different background? And like, <laughs> you know, now you're over by your expensive pool. And then over here, you're by your expensive staircase, just because yeah. you're a different, you know, like scenery and you're still pitching the same thing. Yeah. And it's just, kind of like generic things but people like follow um there's Crazy. so many followers and i'm sure that he's making a lot of money um i had a client who would like quote this person to me and i'm like well then go to them yeah <laughs> you know like go <laughs> go do that go yeah. keep reading eckhart you know yeah. and like why are we here then <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly and and that's the thing. I think people can get caught up in those those kinds of those kinds of ideas, and and it, you know can become a stumbling block. So and it's great to have teachers that you respect and that you feel connected to, and you know, and a lot of those you know a lot of the programs that are out there are legitimate programs, and you know, really great training and stuff, and there's beautiful yeah. information in them, and they're worth every penny. 
Um, you know, so all really, I think we're, we're trying to say is just, you know, be discerning and trust yeah. your own God. And if something feels kind of squirrely or messed up or shady, probably is, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like all of the people that I've worked with, um, I've respected uh, the, their knowledge and their abilities and um, um, the work that they've done to get to where they're at. Some, uh, it was more, some were passed down, you know, like it was a generational thing yeah, and very ceremonial and uh, very cultural. Um, others did the, you know, more formal education with, uh, which always seemed like such a funny concept to me um, that there's like schools for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always, always like, it, it, I don't know, it was just always kind of like a, like a, I'm like a weird thing for me because growing up, I always thought that, you know, it was just like you uh, kind of are part of this because like your family is or mm -hmm. because of your curiosity and then they, you know, kind of like accept you and then you just kind of like you pay your dues and learn with everybody yeah. else. Um, but yeah, so I feel, I don't know if I would ever enter um, any sort of relationship or dynamic like this if I didn't respect them because yeah. it's so personal you know and it is so intimate and um, that part of me um, like it's when when you are able to see someone's um, like spiritual lens or or their I guess their soul or their spirit, it, it, it's so intimate that you feel um, so vulnerable mm -hmm. and yet powerful because you're seen for the first time in a different way that you've never been like seen before. So, you know, it's, I think um, a mixture of all of those worlds, you're super vulnerable and exposed at the same time. And then you're also empowered and enriched because it's like you once you are seen in this way and people recognize you in this way it's not like anything like anything else that you've ever experienced when somebody sees you on this level it's like you you were lost for a long long time and then somebody finally said hey there you are and you're like yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, my people. And like, you know, the language all resonates with you and you start feeling all tingly and, um, you know, you get really excited and it's kind of like having um, like a jam session. Um, when you and I were going uh, at it with your potential client last week, that just felt so good. You know, you just feel so like familiar with one another. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. just connect on this level. So please, please please be discerning when when you um when you choose to take on somebody as a mentor um i think as in in kind of a very symbiotic way you and i play that role for each other you know yeah for sure you have this when my ears perked up when i heard you speaking and then i saw the book and i'm like oh this is it <laughs> we are going to connect um and it may not happen right now because it didn't 
No. It will happen next month or the following month or the next year even, but it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it happened when it was meant, you know, when it was meant to happen. It was really good timing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's, so, that's and you gotta you gotta trust that timing as well and not yeah. try to force things or push things too hard and just kind of allow them to unfold too. And I think that's the you know, having patience with a situation. And that's another thing I think you can kind of feel uh, it out. You know, you may you may get that sudden flash sometimes when you get around certain really charismatic guru type teachers um, and they'll really make you feel wanted and you'll really connect with them and what feels like a heart level. But then what happens sometimes, and I've run into this before, I, you know, I, I have had really great experiences with all my mentors and teachers and I've run into a few bad ones, but I, I, I just, I trusted myself enough not to go down those roads and I listened to the intuitions and my watched my dreams and your dreams will oftentimes tell you if you're moving in a wrong direction and, you know you'll see that figure in a different light or that person will come up as a symbol or something will you know what I mean yes and so those are things that'll come through but um what I was gonna say you're blocked say that again some I've had experiences where you're just blocked like everybody leaves you (laughs) yeah right they're not there anymore (laughs) you you sit there and you try to access and it's like, mm, we're out for lunch. Yeah. Call, us, call us when you make some changes. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's, that's, that's a good thing to read. I was going to say too, that the, you know, sometimes in those situations where, you know, there is that aspect of that sort of monetary thing where it's like, you know, or there's this kind of, I hate to use this word cult because I just think it's kind of a weird word, but it's, it's one of the, we'll just use it for lack of a better word but cult-like sort of uh, groups oftentimes will put a pressure on a person to join really quickly and to get involved like as fast as they can. Otherwise, like terrible things are going to happen to them or certain groups, especially in the Afro-Caribbean kind of area of, of, of magical work and stuff. Oftentimes, you know, fraudulent people will tell you, oh, you know, you've got you've to come and do this work with me. Everybody has a curse. <laughs> You've got a curse and I'm the only one that can take it off. And, you know, and it's like, you know, everything's going to keep going to crap if you don't come and do X, Y, Z. And X, Y, Z usually ends up costing you, you know, $8,000. And you know what I mean? And it, those kinds of high pressure tactics, just like when you're buying a car, should make you want to run the other way. So just keep that in mind. It's like the world of spirituality is as bad as the world of you know used cars in a lot of ways so you know it's a million (laughs) it's a million times better and and just as bad at the same time in a lot of ways right so you know and no offense to anyone when i say that it's just like no you know know the the individuals you're dealing with because there's a lot of like like you've talked about on tiktok and on instagram and on facebook and on social media in general, we spend so much time, you know, by ourselves now um, in this, you know, social media world that, you know, it's easy to get pressured into those messages that you keep receiving over and over again, or someone hitting you up and DMing you or hitting you up with emails, you know, when are you going to join? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? And you know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's just, uh, it's something, it's something to think about. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know why I, I kind of went down that road, I guess. Okay. Some, I think there's somebody listening that this yes. is going to benefit. That's the sense I get. I, I feel someone out there is getting pressure and my message to you and is, you know, follow your heart, trust your, trust your intuition and ask your higher self for guidance before you do something you regret. That's for, that's for an individual that's listening. 
So uh, let me pass it back to you. Let's talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk regression. Let's talk past lives. Um, this is part of, this is kind of an extension of, and this is where we talked a little bit before the show about this, where, you know, mediumship and clairvoyance and past lives, where do all these things intersect? It's an interesting area and we have probably more questions than we have answers because, you know, there, it's an interesting thing. So let's, I'll just kind of break this down a little bit and then I'll kind of pass it over to you. So the idea is as we talked about in mediumship, you're speaking to the spirit world. So now in psychic or clairvoyant experiences or clairaudient experiences or claircognizant experience, whatever it is, psychic world, um, you know, you're kind of connecting to that person's energy, the aura, maybe their, their psychic DNA, as it were, that has a record of all these past lives. Maybe you're connecting to the astral world. I mean, there's various explanations for what, what's happening when you're, you know, you're seeing their past lives or you're working with them and they're seeing their past lives. And then there's a kind of a difference. And he pointed this out, um, you know, where he talked about, we didn't talk about this yet, did we? We talked about it before the show, right? Where he talked about how spirits sometimes will give you messages about that life. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. right we haven't talked about it on the show we didn't yet. talk about that right mm -hmm. so so that's that's an interesting thing so you've got like a mediumship and a sort of clairvoyant or you know past life kind of thing going on uh you know simultaneously or even at different times so you know for example a spirit guide might say oh you know i know all about this person's past life well let me tell you about it i was with them when they were doing this and that and the other thing and you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so I, I find that interesting um i personally have not run into that in my work doing regression with people have you had that experience where a spirit or a spirit guide will come through and tell you information on behalf of that person while you're doing that work so part of the um the training that i've done um in the past that was one of the requirements was to bring up a past life yeah. Um, and so when we, um, the whole point was to speak to guides, right? Yeah. Um, and so, or healing masters or uh, things like this. So, um, yes. By the way, let me, let me clarify. That. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give it back to you, but I, I've used guides. In other words, I've had them connect to their guides, but, but, but I've never had like a guide speak to me while I'm working with someone in that state. So I just want to, does that make, Sense. in hypno yeah in hypnosis exactly okay. do you know what i mean yeah so i've just I, I don't know anyway go ahead what you're saying i'm sorry in, no 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 it's okay in clairvoyant readings um that was one of the requirements was to um to pull up uh, uh the most um, uh, i guess not important but there's another word that i'm looking for uh valuable past life or whatever the question at or the task at hand was okay and um i this is the part that i was telling you earlier there were often times when i wasn't able to necessarily like focus and he mentions this in his book that he had a similar process um but i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily have and i don't know if uh i, th I think i mentioned this when i do those kind of reading yeah. they're very detailed yeah <laughs> like, yeah really yeah, yeah. detailed um uh so it's funny because the the timeline was one of the things that was almost like obsolete. You know, it was like, that's not relevant. 
Mm. Uh, because the pattern is like the timeline of when that particular life was taking place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like whatever, you know, year it was or era was, sometimes it was uh, like evident or, um, you know, obvious because it's like, oh, okay, well, you look like this. So, you know, it must be this. Sometimes, you know, I'll get uh, certain symbols like, um, like a kind of like a medieval dragon to indicate that time um, or right? Because King Arthur was like medieval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah medieval. Sort so, of uh, so things like that, then I'll get just to like, if somebody's curious, if, and if that's important to them. But the details w- are more in uh, the actions, the behaviors, the lesson that, you know, needs to be learned, uh, things of the sort. So that's that I will go into like a lot of detail in sometime, not sometimes often <laughs> um, to my uh, not demise, but to let's just say I would kind of get in trouble because because <laughs> I would go into so much and I had to say things within a certain time frame. Gotcha. So um, that's interesting though, because I mean, for you, that's the most important information that you would need because you're primarily interested in using that information for healing work. Yes. Pattern making. Right? Yeah. Yep. Whereas like, I think sometimes people uh, that do regression work, um, and I mean the, not the people that are undergoing the work, like the, the, the person that's being hypnotized or being regressed, but the actual, you know, the, the, the hypnotist or the therapist that's doing that work. Sometimes I feel like they're more interested in getting those details because they're super interested in past lives. Right. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like past life junkies or like, in a, in a yeah. way, right? Like they want to <laughs> prove that that's true. And they'll be trying to scour up all these details so they can convince others that this is a true thing. And it's like, I've always been, I mean, think I, it's a truth. <laughs> I, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I, I you know, it, the thing that I, I like, I, I remember Roger Wolger, one of my, one of my, uh, earlier kind of he's not a mentor but i've never met him he passed away before i started doing the work but but he's kind of a mentor figure he's a jungian uh past life regression uh therapist and his thing was like you know it doesn't really matter whether these lives are true or not they're true to that person yep and it's like that's their experience and you know jung was the same way this young woman came to him and was telling him you know, I was on the moon and I experienced this and these angels came up to me and said that and, you know, and, and all this. And one of his young students who ended up becoming his like greatest disciple, you know, Marie-Louise von Franz uh, said, well, of course she meant that, you know, she, she thought she saw all those things or those were, you know, those were hallucinations or whatever. And he said, no, she experienced those things. Those were, those were true to her. Yeah. You know, and he always made that distinction. It's like that these things that people experience are the truth. Yes. You know, and I, I mean, think it works the same in therapy. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so whether or not it factually occurred is is completely beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I tend to believe in this stuff, you know, not all of it, but much of it, I, I you know, it doesn't matter. And that's where I think it's like, you know, that's where like this open-mindedness comes into play when you're doing therapeutic work. It's like, regardless of like, you know, they may come up with something that just sounds just totally off the wall. Like, oh, I was a, you know, I was a scuba diving pizza monster in a past life. And you're like, 
well, what does that even mean? Let's, let's explore this. You know, what does that mean to you? And what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's their truth. It's their experience. So you really do have to honor that. And that's part of the healing process, I think. So anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent. No, it's okay. But it, that doesn't differ too much from like everyone's day-to-day memory. Your, whatever you remember, that's your truth. And a lot of our memory is not going to be factual. I mean, my memory is pretty amazing, but a lot of memory is not like 100% factual, you know? So you remember what you remember, or you remember what you felt that you experienced, and that is your memory. And nobody is going to tell you otherwise, unless you have like some video. And some people still, even after, you know, oh my gosh, video, they're like, nope, no, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a huge thing too. It's like the discernment of the, of reality, but you know, and that's part of that healing process is recognizing that maybe that, that, uh, that belief or that vision or that sort of remembrance or understanding of them isn't serving them as well as another vision might, you know, about themselves. Do you know what I mean? In other words, might be holding them in a pattern and I know you're, you're big into patterns and so am I, and it's like, <laughs> which I wanted to kind of, I, I'm like circling way back to what you're talking about before when you were talking about like kind of not confronting, but maybe asking some questions about some sexual misconduct and stuff. And it's like, you know, if you, as an example, the person keeps finding themselves, you know, in abusive relationships, you know, six, seven, eight times, it begs the question, you know, why are you choosing those kinds of relationships? Yeah. Right. And that is, that is on you. It's not on you, what they do to you. That's, you know, that's, that's something that's, that's beyond your control once you put yourself into that situation. But why are you continually recreating this shitty experience, you know, for yourself? What, what is, what is it about that? And is, you know, is that a pattern you're willing to break? And that's, that's something we talked, remember, we talked about that a little bit before. It's like, uh, when we were speaking about my client, um, you know, do you want to heal this thing? Yep. Are you ready to do that yet? Yeah. That's an interesting thing. So I think that's where regression, <laughs> regression is sometimes interesting though, with that, because <laughs> what are you laughing about? What did I do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? As the kids would say, I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> you do? Well, no, you can't, no, not really. No, but it, it definitely surfaces the, you know, as because I was starting to connect that with what we were talking about with mm. finding the right person to, you know, if you are going to go get readings or if you are looking for some sort of like mentorship or whatever. Yeah. Um, joking and not joking aside, I know that I'm. Uh, that I'm pretty amazing. I know that I have a lot of things that I can do. Yeah. Um, you know, like in my tool belt, um, I know that I have easy access to them, but there, for whatever reason, I felt that this kind of like, uh, I guess I'll just say need mm-hmm. um, to search for someone's guidance. Um, I noticed that I work the best when I have this kind of relationship, like the one that you and I have. Mm. But at times it makes me feel like uncomfortable, like even at work, like at uh, my regular um, uh, real world job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I get treated with 
a lot of respect. And um, even when, you know, I was like a intern or whatever, I was never uh, treated as such. It was always at a, on an equal level to, you know, the owner of the company. Um, and at times I'm like, oh, and it's also a cultural thing, you know, kind of like respect somebody who is in a higher position or somebody who might be, you know, a little bit older than you or older than you or whatever. So yeah. that kicks in, but also this, this, uh, this is going to be tough. Um, <laughs> give me one second. No problem. Um, it was this fear to step into my light, you know, mm. it was kind of, um, once I, once I'm there, I'm going to be seen. And it, this is, this is definitely some past life work that I've been, um, chiseling at for a while now. Yeah. I've had past lives where I feel like my work has been stolen. My work has been manipulated. Um, my words were, um, you know, turned around and twisted and used against me. Um, and I've had friendships and relationships that were, you know, kind of, uh, in a similar vein. Um, so there was this like fear of exposing myself. It took a long time for me to put my words out, just my words on Instagram. Yeah. Now I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with putting images of myself out. By the way, I was going to say, uh, touche and or, or cheers to you. I've been noticing a lot of great posts and you're opening up. I'm loving that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's something that uh, I, I would hold very close, you know, like, oh, you can't, yeah. you can't take my, you can't do this. Like they belong to me. And then I'm like, but this information, I feel like there's just so much that I can tap into. And there's so much that I like that I, so many more people that I can reach. Um, but it was just a lot, a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. So it would be easy for me to then kind of like seek guidance or whatnot, because then um, I could be under somebody else's umbrella. So then if something doesn't work out or whatever, or like um, I would never use my own personal things, like things that I thought of myself, I would always still kind of hold those to me and use them in, in my, uh, practice outside of like group settings yeah um except for like emdr i felt really comfortable with him just saying um this is what i did you know mm, yeah um and so but anyway so it would be easy for me to uh kind of have somebody to blame or somebody to like hide under you know in case like somebody was coming to steal my my gifts or yeah. my abilities or my words or whatever it was um, so that's, that's kind of what I was thinking did, about. Yeah. And did you, um, you had a, didn't you have a regression experience that kind of gave you some clarity on how, what that might be connected to in a past life for you? I've had a few, um, a few past life and in between life, um, regressions. Okay. I think the in between the past life one for sure, like uh, I was being chased down and hunt down. Um, I don't know if I was like a prophet or, but somebody that was kind of just a, a missionary or something that was uh, going around spreading this word um, of, I believe, spirituality. And um, and then I was like uh, persecuted and chased after for that. I lost people that I loved. So that was, you know, like an emotional connection. I lost yeah. people that I loved because of this. 
Um, so then now I have that, or for, I've been working on it, but for a while I've had this fear to, to people not needing me. Um, and it was just like repeated, like it would, would repeat once, once people got better, you know, quote unquote, like I fixed them. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I had a huge ego when I was younger. Um, bigger than what it sounds like now <laughs> now it's just kind of playful but anyway yeah so yeah. Um, I um you know uh once they kind of took of me what they what they needed then they would just disappear and then I wouldn't have these people in my life anymore and once I had that past life regression I'm like oh this makes sense you know why because it, it's it's a visceral response when I think about somebody not necessarily like needing me yeah, um, I'm done with all of that now because that behavior uh, sometimes would turn into toxic relationships mm. um, that were just keeping me in a certain place, and that was torturous. So yeah, um, we're done with all of that. That's all. That's all in my past. Um, but my in between lives, or um, I had moments where I was up somewhere um in like the stars and um it was it had this uh this avatar type feeling where i was connected to something and there was like a few of us just in this uh kind of like pods or these circles uh or in a circle shape and we were all connected to things down in on earth or wherever else um i got knocked off of that <laughs> mm. uh, and one of the one of the messages was um you have to let people just do things you know you can't uh fix everyone um you have to just let them you know live and experience their life because if they don't heal or learn from or advance then it just basically like messes up the whole plan and um <laughs> and then I told you that um, that uh, my guides are kind of like funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so like one of them, and I'm about to curse, which I don't curse often, but it's just for the. Um, it it has to be said this way. Uh, so they. This is not message. you. This is your guide speaking. Yes. Now. it's okay. Yes. and the message literally was like they, the my guide looked at me and just kind of grabbed me by the shoulders and you're like you're fucking up the shit, angel. <laughs> It's kind of right then, to the point, huh? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. And then you're like, you just, and then I saw like, you know, my family members and like friends or people that I didn't wear in my life, they just all were just like flashing through and they're like, you have to let them make the mistakes. You have to let them, you know, just kind of like learn from the things, you know, or just maybe not necessarily make mistakes, but they have to learn on their own. Yeah. You can't be there to cushion everything. You can't be there. So, from then on, I I made bigger efforts to just kind of step back. It's been a struggle. <laughs> um, yeah. It's been kind of uh, testing, you know, to because mm -hmm. I've been doing this my whole life. I've been yeah yeah you know, everybody's go to, and they you know uh, the people the closest people in my life are doing an amazing job at um, allowing that space and um, also upholding those boundaries. So. Yeah, that was a lot. I don't no, know. that's a lot. And, and I'm, <laughs> but, but the thing is, like that insight into 
into that into that past life i think that that was a that was a big factor in you being able to process a lot of that huh mm -hmm. yes and then also just kind of having a better understanding of myself we can talk about this another time but there was a one um pre-life like where i was about to come down the chute <laughs> oh yeah that's a great um, story yeah that's a that great one really good so maybe Let's we'll do that, that first Taj. save that <laughs> exactly save keep that as an as an ace in the hole as it were it's a, yeah that's <laughs> a good one um yeah you know it's interesting because you were talking about um that that at the beginning of that like that kind of fear of putting stuff out there and things getting stolen or things being taken you know your stuff being taken credit for i had a lot of that and I, 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 you know, uh, you know, cause I used to work in, in Hollywood, as you know, and, um, yeah. and I'd write a lot of scripts and do a lot of pitches and things like that. And I, you know, I was working with a lot of cre creative ideas and so on. And, you know, you're always under this kind of thing where you're, you know, and you'll see oftentimes your stuff get, you know, taken by people. There's not really much you can do about it, honestly. And so, you know, it's one of those things and it, you know, it kind of gradually kind of got to me as, as time went on. Um, but I never really got to the bottom of, I mean, partially it was my experiences, but I went in with feeling, feeling that. So it's an interesting thing. It's like, I don't know if I attracted that and created that situation or if it's something that had happened in the past, because honestly, I haven't seen anything in my regression work that's like that. So I'm still trying to dig for that one. I'd like, I hope I can come up with something like you got where you see a little more clarity into, into why that pattern keeps occurring. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's that'll be interesting to see. I'd like to I'd like to do more work in that area. But it um, sounds like a similar. It sounds like a very similar thing. Maybe we were traveling around together. Maybe because that sounds similar to mine, right? Yeah, it does, doesn't yours, it? Yours, yours was. Uh, I mean, putting yourself out there. But so, did you actually put yourself out there, and then it was stolen, or you were hesitating? Well, I was very out. hesitant in the beginning and very fearful of putting things out. And then I started putting things out and a couple of things got taken and I didn't get credit for a couple of things that I did. And I got kind of pushed out of a project that I, you know, was involved in and, and you know, things like that occurred. And, and it was, you know, it's kind of it kind of like everything I got involved, with, I, you know, sort of turned into that. But I but again, it even before moving to Los Angeles, I had those fears. I was like very fearful of my stuff getting stolen or me being misrepresented or something would yeah. come up where, where I would be like, my words would be turned on me or these, those sort of things were there. It was very, very interesting. Mm. And, and I, and it's, and when you were talking about that spiritual, you know, kind of experience that you had, like where it was like, like the fear of, of not the fear, but, but where you're persecuted for, you know, sharing spiritual ideas that's a heavy thing for me as well it's like it took me years before I could talk about this stuff like publicly you know and yeah. I grew up with all of these kinds of things with ghosts and with you know the Afro-Caribbean stuff and stories yeah. and you know Italian-American you know sort of history you know mythologies and you know different practices and witchcraft and so on and all these and, and Native American stuff from my my grandma's side and all these different ideas, Appalachian magic and so on, you know, so I've, I, I've been steeped in this stuff since I was a little kid. Yeah. But it's like talking to, to other people or kind of being public about it. It like took me years to like, and I'm still, you know, kind of like, 
hesitant. How often do I share my stories? You know, I usually defer. That's why we have to talk about it today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give a past life actually, because it's more, it's, I, I, this is actually an interesting one. So before my, you go into that. Yeah, though, yeah, no, for sure. I just know, well, I feel like I've noticed it before, but it, it's, it's coming up. It's becoming more clear or I can see the, the, the lays uh, words hold on <laughs> i can see the parallels okay uh, much more prominently now where i we both i think explored uh, well we both come from a very spiritual upbringing yeah um, we both explored philosophy religion early on i think you decided to continue reading more than i did um i just was more i i think i went more the kind of experiential route and just yeah like delved into talking to people and figuring that it out that way then we both uh i think started um shortly after high school maybe um with something artistic right yeah absolutely and then fashion was part of that yeah it was a big part yeah yeah you'll have to talk about that if speaking of stolen things you'll have to talk about that one specific <laughs> item at some point um i don't want to say it for you because it's your it's yours to say but then after that fashion uh life uh, we both went into entertainment yep and then we both went back to school oh my god you're right <laughs> and then now here we are together <laughs> it is weird isn't it i didn't even, i didn't even see all those parallels i mean i i suppose i saw them but i never really connected the dots like that that's interesting it's so trippy we must have been in each other. We, I'll have to do a reading with you where we figure out what, how we know each other and in what, um, why, we're, why we're here doing this together. I think you're right about that. I totally agree with you. Uh, okay, so what was I going to say? Was I going to say something? Past life story. Past life story, yeah. Okay, so my past life, one of my past lives, I don't go into all the details of it, but I got uh, one of my sort of more more clear clear and very detailed ones i'm not going to give all the details but uh I, I i was i was actually in in nazi germany in a camp an internment camp and i was on a a bed uh, a, a bunk like a very bare bunk and there was a, a woman and i was a young child i think i was a girl i couldn't really see because it was very dark and we were i believe we were days before being being executed and a woman, it was maybe my mother, but I couldn't really tell, was singing this lullaby in Hebrew to me. And, you know, this other, other stuff unfolded, but it was interesting because I was at, I was at temple, at, at a Hebrew temple one time, a Jewish uh, synagogue. And this uh, visiting rabbi came and she sang this song. And uh, it was the lullaby. It was like the lullaby. Uh, was like I'm gonna sing some Hebrew lullabies now. And she sang the lullaby, and I flipped out. And I like had a panic attack, and I had to like leave the synagogue. And I had all these flashbacks, and I saw the death, and I saw this whole experience, and it was um, it's very traumatic actually. I, I I ended up never going back to a synagogue after that. Uh, I I still haven't went since then, but. Um, uh that was you uh, have that connection though with a lot of like hebrew yeah uh literature and like the cult like you you speak of it a lot like you you've gone into you've gone into it pretty deep 
Yeah, right? no, I have absolutely. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't stop studying that material. Like most of the magical work that I do is, you know, based in Kabbalah and and you know Jewish mysticism and so forth. So and I, and that's another thing. It's like he, Hebrew, it comes ridiculously easy to me i can pick up a book and figure it out and you know i've, I've only studied it on my own and i'm i'm pretty Which it's not like an easy language it's not an easy language no it is not an easy language and so you know it's it's a strange thing to be able like i looked at i look at that like the first time i looked at that al alphabet it's a completely mm -hmm. different alphabet obviously it's called the aleph bet in hebrew it's it's 22 letters completely different i most people have seen it i memorized it in like five minutes Wow. I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is A, this is B, this is G, this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, so it's, it's, it's peculiar. So you find sometimes that those things that you're, uh, that you're really good at, they come really easily to you and so forth. They're, they, they, you know, there's a past life connection oftentimes. So I don't know why I shared that, but that was an interesting experience. That's really me. cool. But I think one of, you know, one of the things that sort of, you know, I look at sometimes is, you know, is this kind of idea, of, you know, the fear of speaking out, the fear of persecution, the fear of, you know, consequences that are un, you know, like I have anxious things that come up occasionally that are like all out of proportion with like the actual experience or the actual event. And I think, you know, if you have traumatic experiences in past lives, sometimes they, they play out. So it's things that, you know, shouldn't be very, anxiety producing just simple things might have a you know you might be triggered um and it you know it gets you into that idea of that that like that song you know yeah. like why would that you know I, I freaked out and you know i didn't run out but i just quietly left but it was still like i like i seriously was like i was having an all-out panic anxiety attack and, and you know and then i kind of processed it and sat through it and figured it out but yeah. you know what i mean sometimes those things can be be triggered and it's like they make no sense you're just driving down the road you see somebody standing on the side of the road and all of a sudden you get this weird flash of something and a you know you know it sends you off into this anxious state and you're wondering why maybe a past yeah. life is my point i guess to that right well, and think about it though if you think about um who that girl was and all of the elements that you that we were discussing mm -hmm. uh, you know up until now this was a young, vulnerable, powerless little person who was probably told to shush, right? Yep. Her whole existence was, and then because you said it was dark. Yep, it was very so dark. She was in hiding. Like maybe they were um, hiding her. So then something, you know, wouldn't happen or whatever. Kind of, uh, oh, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, it's a Beautiful Life. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, it's like Italian. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Benigni, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh my God, yeah, that's fantastic. So, so I'm thinking of that, right? That child that has to like kind of like stay in hiding and and be quiet and um, whatnot. So, if if that is your existence and you, by the mere uh, action of mm -hmm. speaking or making a noise, you will die. You will be persecuted. You know, yeah. you yeah. and your people are being persecuted for who they are and their belief system. So, you know, it makes sense. And that, that makes way. sense. Yeah, I, I should then, go, go back before that experience and see if, you know, before the, the experience in the internment camp and see if I could uh, see something that you might be hitting hitting something right on the head there. You know what I mean? Like maybe there was an experience where it was like there was a hiding for so long and then finally maybe I caused 
you know, us to be, you know, the family to be exposed or something. Do you know sure. what I mean? It's quite yeah. possible. And those songs are going to resonate because they're in, you know, um, like <sighs> generational trauma works this way. Those songs are going to resonate because they're in your bones. There's something that you've, that you've ingrained and, you know, it gets passed down from generation to generation. And then they just have, especially music, music has a certain like resonance, you know, certain keys, certain uh, tones, they just produce or uh, in, invoke like some sort of like uh, evoke maybe um, some sort of like emotion Yeah. Um, in you. And so, yeah, I think that you're going to, you're going to have a reaction. Definitely. Definitely. So and I think that again, to, to kind of get back to the, to the value of this regression work and so on, you know, regardless of where this comes from, whether you think it's a past life or it's something in the DNA from, you know, from family that's passed down or whatever it is, wherever these things come from, um, you know, to actually experience them and kind of process them in a, in a, in a therapeutic way and, you know, and be able to kind of wrap your mind around, you know, your conscious mind around why you have reactions to things that seem unexplainable. Sometimes it's, it's, yeah. a, it really is a, it's an empowering kind of experience. Um, so I recommend uh, that work to, yeah. to anyone who's thinking about it, the regression work, it is a powerful, powerful thing. So yeah. what's it's different, I think, I think it's different than what people, um, I hope that this provides or uh, yeah, I hope that this provides a different perspective. Because I think, you know, um, there's just so much, uh, uh, I don't know, there's so many things attached to hypnotherapy and past life regression, you know, mm -hmm. there's like the kind of like the Hollywood aspect of it and yeah, the kind of like bouginess of like, you know, talking about it and things like that. And then there's like the truth about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like let maybe perhaps like, um, not so glamorous but very impactful and you know uh, beneficial so well um, usually I mean in the stuff that I've seen and from most of the people that I've worked with that have, you know I'm some of the people that I worked with you know have done thousands of these and I haven't done thousands but I've done you know enough of my own work and enough with others to see that most of the time um, these lives that we've had are not very glamorous, oftentimes quite shameful, oftentimes mm -hmm. quite painful and traumatic. And, you know, those are the ones that really stick and really kind of, um, you know, you've got to really work through those ones, you know? So it's like, if you were just going to go, like you said, the Hollywood aspect is like, oh, I'm going to go find out. I was this great alchemist in this medieval <laughs> life. And before that I was, uh, you know, I was a high, uh, official in an Egyptian, you know, right. government, and I worked with Cleopatra, and you know, it's like, yeah, maybe, I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, people do, those kinds of things do happen, obviously, people have those lives, but I think the real value is in the kind of mucky lives that, like, because that, that stuff just helps us, I mean, if we've had those great experiences where we're these great personages at one time or another, that gives us confidence and something yeah. to kind of draw that's from already that's, in the records it's <laughs> beautiful that's in the records you know now let's let's work on the stuff that maybe is in the shadows that like is kind of holding us back and it's like our chains were dragging behind us and rattling behind us it's like hmm, maybe we need to look at that a little bit more but uh, but both are important i think you know it's good to know that you know you had these these spectacular lives as well but you know i i, I tend to notice 
you know, in the work that I do, and probably seeing the same thing, the stuff that comes up is usually the painful stuff. It's not the, it's not the stuff that you're all proud of, you know, that's the stuff that comes out in your, you know, in the work that you do that you're really, you know, I, I like, like the stuff like where Hebrew comes really easily to me is the, is the positive side of that, that experience. Yes. And I think that's the stuff we're usually, you know, that's our bright side, you know, so, so that stuff's easy. The other stuff, the shadowy work and the shadow uh, business is the stuff that usually we don't want to dig down into because it's not so fun, Yeah, but valuable as all get out is what I would say. Yeah. So don't be afraid to dig down into the shadows. Any, uh, I, I think we're kind of getting close towards the end. So I'm going to pass it back. Anything that you wanted to talk about, didn't get to, or I that I, we, I forgot to bring up. I think we touched on everything, but I was just uh, remembering. Um, I, I wonder if I ever had any sort of like Joan of Arc past life experience. With one. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called, uh, Joan of Arc, the Messenger of God, or the, no. is that the old black and white one? No, no, no. Uh -uh. Oh, it's uh, Mila Jovovich. Is oh, it? Mila Jovovich, that yeah. one. I did not see that one, but I remember when it came out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that movie, I was uh, a huge fan of hers back in the day. Me too. Well, still am. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think she's more commonly known for the Fifth Element, Lilu. So, for oh yeah, who, exactly. Who doesn't know her actual name? <laughs> exactly. Or the other, the other kind of sci-fi one that she did the the series for. Oh, oh, the monkey, the twelfth monkey one. No, Which, no, 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 no. She was like B for I don't know. She did one something. Well, B for Vendetta. B for Vendetta. Okay. Oh um, crap! No, no, no. That's Natalie Portman. That's Natalie Portman. <laughs> oh god! I'm all over the map. <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so I saw this, um, as I'm speaking, I'll IMDb it. No. I saw this, uh, Resident Evil. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I saw this movie and I was a hot freaking mess. <laughs> I don't know what oh, came over wow. me, but I was like flubbering and like deep heavy breathe crying like <gasps> oh man like, it was just like bad and my friend was like what is going on with you what in the hell are you doing <laughs> and then i'm like but what if we're wrong i was just like i was oh, wow. just like internalizing and then i'm the whole yeah. thing I'm like, what if my whole life and mind you i was i think in my late teens in my team i don't know how old i was yeah i was in there uh, somewhere in my team early 90s right yeah something like that yeah and or mid 90s mid -90s, um, so i was like what if this whole time i've been wrong what if i was misguided because you have to watch i don't know if you've ever seen the movie oh you've seen it yeah i i have seen the original one but not uh, okay. the, not not her version so in this one uh dustin hoffman plays what uh it's kind of like devil's advocate yeah uh, or the devil himself who knows it's hard to tell because it's up to interpretation but he's like he an inquisitor right yeah yeah he keeps questioning her choices yeah and she's like no but like god made me do it and you know because i think the the historically she she i think she said that um archangel michael was the one that came down and gave her the message to yeah. um to begin the revolution or something like that right and yeah go ahead and exactly kill all those people um so i mean obviously i'm not responsible for killing people um, <laughs> but in it i was like 
I, I, I was like, what if, what if everything that I've ever known is wrong and like I'm wrong and I'm, and I've been receiving the wrong messages or telling people the wrong thing. My friend had no clue what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was just going into like this crazy spiral and I'm like, I was uncontrollable. Like, or what's uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah, There was nothing that he could do that was going to make me feel better. And I'm like, I just had to go home. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the whole thing and I still watch it because it's just, I don't know. I like to torture myself, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I watched the whole thing and I was like, yeah, I have, I have to go home for this. This is, this is man. Yeah, it was, it was intense. All right. So there's a, there's another regression trip (laughs) that you need to go into. So yeah. But that that does sound connected to the other experience that you were talking about in in a, in a way it's it's a little different though mm-hmm. but it's similar it's definitely in that family isn't it No for sure and that now that I think about it that's something that I've been current or recently exploring or uh, about to explore further yeah is um, kind of like hankering down which you've been helping me with um, I mean, I've ordered 50 million books, uh, <laughs> but like kind of like hankering down and being, uh, I think more self-taught and more self-disciplined and then just receiving the messages for, um, for the purpose that I need to be here for. Does that nice. make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Uh, where, and then kind of step out of that fear and step onto my stage and turn on my Beyonce fan <laughs> and, wear, and allow it to blow your flowy robe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then get all the information and pass make it along. Make it happen. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, I think we'll, that will leave, we'll leave <laughs> the listener on that beautiful image and yeah. uh, We'll uh, we'll come back next week. So we went over, you know, a lot of stuff. We covered a lot of ground: mediumship, clairvoyance, past life regression, and uh, a lot of a lot of other things. So hope that was a value to you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Happy Angel, full moon. <laughs> what did you say? Happy full moon. Oh wow! Not, is it full moon tonight? It's right. full moon on Wednesday. Oh, like, during the day, but some of us and- will be asleep. I mean, awake. It'll be it'll be daytime. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So happy full moon. Good point. I never know what's going on. I need to get one of those uh, those calendars, like those uh, those like witches calendars. I like the one Llewellyn has. It has all the moon stuff on it, all the spots uh, yeah. and everything. You know what's going on out there in the natural world. I spend too much time in front of a computer. So, and yet I yet I tell people you know get out from in front of your you know computer and go out next to a lake and do some meditation I need yeah. to take my own advice so uh you are at at angel on the eighth day yes and you're putting up more stuff and as I said before I'm, I'm happy to see that you're getting more personal I love it yeah um, get up yeah exactly and I am at cosmic eye tarot at Cosmic Eye Tarot on both TikTok and Instagram. And of course, we're not even going to mention your TikTok because <laughs> it's the same. It's all the same. It's the same yeah, as it was before. But do I almost don't even want to like do anything. Maybe don't put anything up there. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like a running thing now. It's like it's a good, it is a good it is like it's it's one of those running jokes that 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 works every time. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can check us out at uh, cosmic We do have a, a, a podcast page on there. 
Uh, anchor.fm slash cosmic eye is where you would donate and please donate if you can we appreciate it um, and I think that is it for my pitching so thank you again Angel thank you thank you all for listening blessings and lights everyone have a good one we'll be back next week bye bye